0: Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Some Days Today. Joining us today is Ola and Lola. They are our family members. And Ola and Lola I <laughs> Welcome, guys.
1: Hey Hi, guys.
0: Yes. What's
1: going on, family?
0: Doing well, doing well. Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you guys, too. Same to you. Same to yeah, you guys here.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, and Lola are joined by their precious youngest baby girl T So if you hear if you hear a little um additional extras in the background, that's from yeah. our, our third test well, today. So you know, <laughs> that's
2: you know, all the insight. You know what happens when before they start speaking, they they have all the wisdom. Oh, they yeah. just can't share
0: oh <laughs> yeah.
3: She already started. Sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, so thanks, guys. Um, we're excited to have in Lola join us. Um, you know, I think when when I think about folks who are similar or who I've always sort of admired in terms of being on their grind, the hustle, living the "some days today" mantra, which if I were to describe it is, you know, just live life on your own terms. Um, you know, do whatever makes sense for you,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: um, you know, when you're making it work. I think it's something that can then be used as a template or a playbook for others to emulate, particularly for most of us who are not always as eager to jump out there, not knowing if we're going to be able to fly, but I know you all have been doing that for a long time. So I'm eager to talk to you all about everything that you have going on. Um, and you'll probably do a better job of introducing yourselves and all your projects, but you all have been in real estate for, well first of all the biggest project being you're married you've been partners in marriage for is it 10 years now or how long has it been 12
1: 12 years ah. yeah so.
0: <laughs> leading the charge <laughs> yeah. that's amazing so you all are partners in marriage and life um, obviously parenting in your various business and en- endeavors I know with real estate authoring um, some counseling, et cetera. So I'll turn it over for you all to to speak to that, and
1: then we'll we'll dive into it. Awesome, awesome. You know, first of all, thank you for, and that's very nice of you to speak of. Um, But yeah, we've been at this for a minute. Um, Precisely uh, the journey as an entrepreneur is, uh, we'll go back to 2004, December, and uh the journey as for marriage will go as far back as uh probably 2004 november dated for three years marriage 12 years so but you know we've uh we've been we've been a lot of ups and downs but um we're very grateful to be here you know and i think a lot of the ups and downs is uh, the purpose of that so you can value what you have a little bit more because you really can't do that unless you know what either side of that feels like, yeah. mm-hmm. not having it and having, you know, but yeah, thank you for bringing us on. We're really appreciative of that.
0: What is it that you've done or what are you doing? Cause I know you've done real estate, you're authoring and you guys do some other stuff. So just, let's give the audience a, a sense of what
4: you're doing and then we can go from there.
1: You want to answer that? Me? Mm hmm.
4: Oh what I can only answer what we do together as a couple. Uh-huh. So we have a uh, we have our own um podcasts. Mm-hmm. So podcast. Is it a podcast or I mean it can't so, be called a podcast?
1: Yeah, it's you could call it it's podcast.
4: uh based on relationship, particularly on marriage. Mm. Um, based on our own experiences, because you know we've been married for 12 but we did go through a very rough patch that i definitely wanted out of the marriage Mm. like uh, i filed for divorce i was ready to move on with my life because i was just done exhausted so
0: i didn't know you actually filed for divorce because you know mac and and i have gone through
4: a rough patch i did and wow we, we didn't have a relationship for straight up two years nothing going on we're just roommates so When we came together and we, you know, worked on ourselves individually Mm. and we, I felt like Ola is now the guy that I fell in love with because I felt like he disappeared after we got married. Mm -hmm. I felt like this is the guy I fell in love with. This is the guy I love. This is the guy I've always wanted. I automatically didn't want a divorce anymore Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. because because it's more of you know when you feel like you're with the wrong person like 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 you feel like you're lost you're not being heard and you you keep bumping heads i'm the type of person you can call me passive aggressive i'll just bow out i don't Mm -hmm. like i'm not gonna go back and forth for a long time Mm -hmm. so when we uh worked on our relationship we felt like that too many marriages going through a lot of, you know, I and mean, it's simple things like mm-hmm. little, little things that cost us issues. And we felt like we wanted to bless other people with what we helped ourselves with. And that's why we started our own page called Lola and Ola. Mm-hmm. And basically, we put a lot of quotes out there. We do answer a lot of questions uh, through our videos. You know, we get emails and we respond to them. And we actually wrote a book on our relationship mm-hmm. wow so that's, i'm more passionate about that that's, you know, good. That's, that's Of what we do together how did you guys find help because mac and i went through a difficult
0: patch too i will actually say our marriage has never been better now and we found a lot of like we had to go through a lot of oh. difficult um
1: Go ahead. days
0: awesome. and years to, to get here, but I yeah. think ultimately, I, I think that where we are now is as a result of lots of counseling, um, but I think eventually what clicked for me, and for us maybe as a result of the counseling, and maybe time, because sometimes time it always plays a factor for things to really settle in, um, yeah. what ultimately, um, what I ultimately realized is I'm responsible for my happiness, I can't force myself onto my partner and my needs, I have to seek out what makes me happy? He has to do the same for him, and we have to be willing to work with each other to yes. contributing to maximizing each other's happiness. But yes. I shouldn't be asking him to diminish his happiness and his interests uh, yes. in favor of mine, right, and vice versa. So I'm just yes. curious, how did you, did you all go to counseling, or how did you all ultimately um, figure out your way back to each other?
1: Well, she refused counseling because... Uh, mm-hmm because uh she asked me for counseling years ago i said i'm not interested i don't want to waste 400 dollars on somebody talking to me so mm-hmm. uh basically i was uh, extremely complete i got complacent you know like many couples, got they're complacent you just assume that person is always going to be there mm-hmm. and uh a lot of that has to do with my uh entrepreneurship uh the path uh a lot of you know i'm i'm consumed quite a bit mentally with um with that kind of journey, you know, I'm working essentially 24-7, even when mm. I'm, even as we're here, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's just the nature of that kind of uh, uh, mission or, or ministry or, or purpose, you know. Um, so when it comes with that, even though it's a plus, like anything else in life, it's a double-edged sword. You know, you can, you can destroy you can use it to build, you know. So by the time uh, I now said, let's go to counseling, it was too late. Mm. Already shut off completely, and uh, and then I went to school basically on how this kind of shit works, you know. Mm. So, I would say, uh, that two years that she mentioned, the first uh quarter of it, like probably like five six months, was me trying everything, like uh, trying to beg, like, you know, what's the issue, let's sort it out. I'm here now, and then then I went off too. Basically, when I say I shut off, that's me going to school, essentially. I, at that time, I... You know, it's okay. If divorce it is, and that's that's okay, you know. But uh, I was just there, but basically going through this kind of stuff just to build myself for whatever whatever the future has for me, which at that point didn't have to be hard. Mm-hmm. If it's hard, great. If it's not hard, you know, awesome. That was my mission at that point in time. So... Um, so that's how, so, so I will say, uh, that second quarter, I single-handedly, you know, came up with a lot of stuff. There's a lot of my actions that had to adjust, basically, you can have a baby. (laughs) There's a lot of my actions that had to adjust, um, that, as she mentioned, it was only automatic for her to not lose me at that point. So, um. And I believe that's how it works. Ultimately, even you guys, I will give gra- that credit ultimately to you guys. You, you, or at least one of you guys, had to be intentional on making sure that your marriage works, you know. But, but the way we teach it, we teach it from a point of marriage in crisis, not kumbaya, we are good, we just want it to be better, which is where a lot of people... Uh, think think from a lot of people are in a bad marriage they don't really admit that they are already in a bad marriage because they say hey that's how it is everywhere else you know Mm they kind of like settle that's hey but the truth of the matter is that it takes you have to be deliberate you have to Mm -hmm. be intentional you have to but to be deliberate intentional you you also have to in your mind you believe it's possible to have a perfect situation you know but if you already believe that, hey, this is just how it's gonna be, which I got to that place where this is just how it's gonna be. Mm. And then she got to a place, this is how it's gonna be. But we're so passionate about each other that no, it wasn't just gonna be some kind of a mediocre stuff. It's mm. it's all or nothing, basically, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of the um because of the dynamics between her and I. So I recognized that I went to work, learn how this stuff works strictly from a man's standpoint. Like it didn't matter to me uh, what a woman is supposed to do. Basically, all of that became male for me. You know, It's basically, what is my responsibility as a man? Because that was all I had. Because she already showed up, remember? So the only option I had is, what, what can I bring to the table to get what I want? Forget what she wants. I believe, then I learned that if she sees what she wants to me, she will want me. If she doesn't, no, no problem, not a big deal. She's given me, I got to a point where she's given me two boys. I'm good, you know. So it's about having an awesome life for me, basically. So when she now, when we now got to a point, something randomly happened, and then we ended up seeing an old pastor of ours. The CAC had to her. And then somehow he, he got to her. It seemed that way, but she was also... Like she said, you notice that she never mentioned him. But I was also in a place where this is what I had before, you know? So a lot of um bickering before that she a lot of uh, grudges. She's the type that she bought the stuff up, she doesn't say it out. I'm the type mm-hmm. that I say it out as I see it. So um but she when she bought the stuff up and she was trying to um i guess not hurt my feelings and just so when she blew out and that means the shut off she just shut up and that was it you know so i would say just uh working on ourselves individually so when she heard that uh gentleman talk she was much more open to receiving then naturally i said listen i've been going through some kind of school. you gotta come on board
3: okay.
2: Right, so a couple of things. So um, let's let's. You, you mentioned school, and so I'm not quite clear what that is. So when you say school, I'm assuming you're not talking about like a traditional. So I'm assuming you're talking about like basically um, self reflection and and.
5: So
2: now that we got that part established. What I guess I'm I'm trying for those of you, you say you talk to uh, um, other people who are in crisis. So for those of us who are wondering, okay, how does what does it take to get to that point or how do you get that sort of enlightenment? Um, What were you doing and um, what were you doing to to better yourself? And and how do you think it's different than those who are um, trying to do it, but potentially are just um, getting it wrong? or, you know, just thinking about what they need and, and it's not necessarily going to lead to, to better. Because, I mean, it, we, all right, let me just ask that question.
1: All right, so, um, the after we started to come up with the material, I, I put it into a formula uh, that we call, that she was wearing the thing, the GPS, right? So, uh, and GPS stands for God, Purpose, and Self, you know. Um, there's a lot of I noticed personally that there's a lot of cliche talks about marriage out there that people are coming up with from common sense and marriage is not common sense just by default relationships and marriage is not common sense by default you're allowing people into a place in you that just doesn't make sense to allow human beings to you know you can't trust human beings the scripture in so many different formats told you don't trust human beings period but we come into marriage with this trust you have to trust and we have we you have, you have trust issues. The problem, the way to solve that problem is to go back to trust God, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's basically um, where I came to. So God, purpose, self, God, because you need unconditional love, meaning that woman, that man is going to offend you to a point of no return. It's just what's gonna happen like you cannot be prepared for that i don't care how many pre-marital counseling you go through you can't comprehend what's about to happen to your life when you get married it's just impossible okay and i'm talking strictly mental and yeah i know it's going to be tough no 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 no. you don't know what you don't know okay and going through that and experiencing that allowed me to be able to comprehend it and then put it together into what i call the gps god because of all, is the only source of unconditional love human beings don't have the ability to have unconditional love we just don't we can't because every time if you love long enough at some point you expect this person to love you back expectations which is one of the destructions and destructive destructive elements of marriage right at some point you expect that person to kind of reciprocate if they don't reciprocate you will shut off so you can either shut it off at the courthouse or emotionally either way is the same thing to me You know, either way, as a matter of fact, if you go to the courthouse, to me, it's probably better because at least you are honorably bowing out of a situation, you know, but the worst part is when you stay in it and it's toxic and you don't, the quality of life is passing by based on every second. Mm -hmm. So the purpose and personal purpose, you know, you got to have something that occupies enough of your time that your significant other just can't wait to get enough of you because they they already missed you. You're busy, you know. But when you're each other's face or mentally all the time, just like anything else in life, you will get tired of each other. In Nigeria we we'll call it C finish, right? <laughs> when you've seen it all, you yeah. see demand and supply, basic economics. You have too much of it, it's devalued. That's just the way things work. It's a principle. You know, this baby just now, if you were upstairs, he wants my phone. But just now when I try to give it to to her. She doesn't want it
3: Mm. because I'm
1: giving it to her, you know, Mm. because it's an oversupply. It's devalued in her eyes. She realized I'm trying to tell her to go away Mm. with this, basically, right? It's the way we function. So personal purpose allows you to have that kind of balance. You got to have your own personal purpose. That's kind of outside of hers, okay? Mm. At least you guys are busy with that. When you come together, you're just that much valuable. To each other, right? Then self, self confidence, self sustainability. You mentioned that earlier, actually, where you do, you know, you don't really need her. You just telling her not to come along. It's a gift to her, or vice versa, right? It's a you're giving a gift. So in general, the real secret that that we've come up with is this: you go into a relationship to give. Actually, I learned that from a gentleman called uh, Corey Wayne. is on YouTube. You go into a relationship to give point blank, period.
3: Hmm. You don't
1: order to give and take because you will be disappointed every other day if yeah. you have that expectation in your mind. Now you can feel free to receive because naturally, if you're giving so much into a person, they will feel the obligation to give to you too, and then you feel free to receive, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it feels that much better because this person is willingly given to you as opposed to you having to lecture hard on. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. That's not how husbands do. Well, if you say those words exactly the way I just said it, she will feel differently. She will feel choked up. She will feel. it's another word here? You know, but she will feel basically like uh, you're ticking. It doesn't feel as good.
0: Or trying to change. Or trying
1: to change her. Or controlling her. You know, a lot of men. You tell. You tell them they are controlling. They don't really understand what you mean by controlling. It's because you're. You're like you mean well, you have great intentions, but the the yeah, other side of that yeah, is she feels yeah. different. Right. She feels different, you're in hot soup. <laughs> so, you know what you think? Um,
2: this there's tons of questions that um, this brings up. But first well, first the comment. So the first comment is uh, the god peace. Um, when you, when you said it initially, I'm, I'm glad you explained it because, you know, a lot of times people will, people who are religious, they will um, say God and then it, it would be just that. And then you're like, okay, what well, what does that mean to me? Um, especially if you're not a religious person, but even if you are, it's like, okay, well, then do I just go and like worship God and then it all work out and inevitably, or well, not inevitably, um, but a lot of times it doesn't just work out because you're so devoted with God. And a lot of people will just tell you, God, God, God. But I I like the way that you explained it with the unconditional love. And I think it ties back into um, what you said also about, you know, just giving like that's unconditional. It doesn't matter whether you receive back unconditionally. I love you. So whether or not you give back is up to you. But um, I guess um, two things. One is about purpose. And so it's a two part question, hopefully, you know, Um, you can help me out with it. But the first part is about purpose. It seems to me that, you know, when you talk about having a purpose or she'll be tired of you, it seems like you have to have a game. Maybe I don't have another purpose, but my wife. And so why do I have to try to find a purpose just so I can be with my wife? The second part of it is, um, or the second question I have is, you know, just because I have a whole bunch of them in my head. I don't know if I'm taking all your questions, but anyways, um, um, this, the second part is has to do with, um, you know, wondering whether or not there is a point where you got to be like, well, that person is not going to give me any love because maybe they're elsewhere. You know, I can give her love all day, but they're like, they're, they don't want to give love back. Like, you know, maybe they feel sorry for you or not even sorry. They can feel some type of feeling towards you. Obviously, they had something in the beginning. But at this point, they've moved on. Mm-hmm. So, is it enough to just say, I'm going to give unconditional love and hopefully that it's returned? Or when do you decide, you know what, I'm giving that unconditional love? It isn't being reciprocated. And now I've got to move on because it's not the person for me. So, two questions. I don't know <laughs> you can
1: tackle both of them. Uh, you want to give that a shot,
4: um, the second question I really got a um, the second question I would say comes down to self-respect. So if someone you're giving love, unconditional love, and the person is still don't want you, then maybe you guys are not meant to be together.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: In that instance, I will respect myself. It doesn't mean that I will not love that person or I uh, still give them that love. I will, but I will not beg them. Mm -hmm. I will do my own thing in the process of doing my own thing. If I find someone that I like and I fall for, so be it. I will move on with that. So I'm not going to start. I'm not going to tell you, okay, just keep taking nonsense from someone because if you do that, that person knows that you don't respect yourself. They're not going to respect you. And if you, and if you don't respect someone, you can't love them. Right. And and I, Yeah,
0: that's how I, and I'm curious as to see if Ola has a different perspective or if you wanted to add to it, but that's how I read it as well. You can love and part of loving unconditionally is not necessarily requiring that person to love you in the same regard. And at some point, you all don't have to be together romantically. That love can evolve into a different type of space. You know, especially if you have children together, we could still respect love and respect each other as parents. But we don't have to be together romantically because the love for each other no longer calls for that. Um, and you can do that without animosity or being obsessed. Especially if that's what the person said, if the person comes to you and says, listen, I know you love me, you're still here with me, I have love for you, but I don't really, I'm not as committed to this relationship anymore, so I need to be able to move forward. I think part of loving unconditionally is allowing for that to happen, because if you love someone, you want them to go look for what's going to make them happy.
1: You know, I I, I always have a, a little bit more of a technical you no, know, because people like, like Max said, some, you know, there are people with a logical mind mm-hmm. and they want to be able to make sense out of that completely. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I skewed more in that direction personally because that's the only way this whole thing had to make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no way I would have God into those three core pillars mm-hmm. if it didn't make logical sense to me. Okay? So I had it because of that very, very reason. We just don't have the ability to love unconditionally. Now, part of, and you notice I mentioned giving. You go into a relationship to give. Now, I'm coming from a standpoint of value. Value is in the eyes of the beholder. So imagine I'm trying to give you romantic love, but you don't want it. Mm-hmm. Then that's no more giving because the person I'm trying to give to does not value it. Now, yes. I'm being controlling at that point. I'm being manipulative, and marriages tend to do that. Oh, but I love you. But we started. This is not what we said. That's all manipulation, right there. Mm-hmm. The truth of the matter is that human beings evolved. They, they evolve. They <laughs> human beings evolved, right? And yeah, people do get to that space where it, it may just I'll give a cookies, please. Something. She has cookies. No, stop. <laughs> Sorry about that. So <laughs> it, yeah, so people do get to a place where you know uh, they feel like it's a point of no return. But after being at this for two or three years now. Uh, been on this other side of our marriage, I said like that old marriage completely had to be dead. Period. It just had to be dead, mm-hmm. and that was, and it was and what she, what she has is a new me. What I have is a new her. It's just that I guess it's a plus that we kind of know each other long enough, you know. But is it possible to get to that place where you feel like a person is now receiving it and you can't continue to give? Absolutely, but that's not on you. for you to recognize that I'm giving but I'm giving something that's not being valued and like she said because of self-respect that's one of the that's where the self thing comes in because of self-respect self-respect would defile that point of your brain that's telling you that's purpose she's your purpose another human being cannot be your purpose it's impossible okay you could be obsessed with another human being that's unhealthy you could be um, however the, anybody wants to put it she's my life that's the worst thing you can say to your wife because you will choke her up eventually and then you will push her away again demand and supply These principles that are already there but we kind of don't apply them in marriage if you are over giving yourself right it's a sign of lack of self-respect she cannot respect you if she doesn't respect you she can't love you if you are full of yourself to a certain healthy level right she can see that that confidence is attractive all day long It's attractive in in our profession in your professional world it's attractive in your marriage as well too the fact that you are self-sustainable the fact that you come home and she feels the need to say you're not paying attention to me now if she's saying that overly saying that, eventually she will catch her sense of self and she will check out. But if she says that there's a healthy point in that way, you say, I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry, I've been full of myself. Let's go out on a date. Let me spend some time with you. Okay, I'm shutting my computer off. But it's a healthy thing that she came to that space where she feels like she needs more of you. Or vice versa. You know? It's a healthy, is that healthy balance? Is that two step forward, one step backward kind of? situation that you need so you're right there are some people that say my, my my sense of uh purpose is my family well there's a difference between your family and a whole human being that has their own brain and their own uh way of you know uh, doing, things. doing things or outlook on life you know if you are choking another human being up it's only a matter of time before they kick back get defensive because it, it comes off as an attack indirectly or directly so I'm saying to men in particular especially because this is what we do as men you know it's kind of like to get us to commit it's work once we commit yeah. we're all in mm-hmm. that whole idea of going to the altar and then saying uh, I'm out it's not if you're raised the way we are raised it's not It's far from my head like I'm committed and I'm committed even if she's not intimate with me I don't mind we'll figure it out right but a woman um is more attached to their emotions and they will check out if they need to. If you push them to the wall, they will check out. And that's something that a lot of men don't understand. And then you hear, oh but you're about to break up a family. Well, you gotta nurture this human being too. Mm-hmm. This relationship you gotta nurture that. And part of nurturing it is again giving. Giving, unconditional love, love. You hear cliches like love is not enough, that's because you don't know what love is. <laughs> you're bastardizing the meaning of love. You think love is give and take, it's not. Love period means give, that's what it means. But when you say love is not enough, that's the person that's saying, well, it didn't work out. I loved her, no, you did not. You remember only the in love experience. What about the deliberate part where you are now, you realize you're in some kind of institution, which is, which is what marriage is, right? Mm -hmm. And it's time to be, um, to understand it scientifically, technically, which is all those two things are purely 100% emotions, 100% emotions. And you can understand it, but it comes from giving. And to ask, to, to finalize this part of the answer, you have to know when it's time to bow out honorably And it's very simple for me. It may not be as simple as that for too many people that haven't been to a point of no return. If I'm loving a person and they're not receiving of it, I respect myself too much to be there begging. Begging does not work. I'm sorry, does not work. The best apology is a changed behavior. And it's even better when the other person can receive it. If they're that completely shut off and they can't receive it, there's absolutely nothing wrong with moving on and still loving that person as the mother of your kids. And by the way, that's your best chance of getting her back, by the way.
2: So great answer for both of you. I appreciate it. It's definitely clear that you guys are, you know, have um, thought this through and um, always like good answers. And I think, you know, um, our listeners are going to Yeah. that. Um, so that's number one. Number two. Is okay, so two things. Um, always two things. I just want to get them out because I'm the type of person if I don't get it out, like I might forget it. So, um, so I want to say two things. One is I would like you guys to give me the definition between uh, the, the difference between love and in love, and then, um, two, um, very unrelated, but <laughs> try to keep them both. I know you guys aren't taking notes, but, um, the two, the second part is, um, about a person who seemingly is a certain type of way, like a person who needs, so I'm not gonna (laughs) name people because who knows if they wanna, I I know couples where one or the other just needs to be out and doing things. They need to be in quote unquote, these streets, they need to be out here. Um, And so if, is it, because we could say um, perhaps it gets to the point where um, then you have to bow off cook for self-respect, but um, is it loving them? I guess is my question that you allow them to be out in these streets, in essence, um, because this is what they need, even though um, you know that that kind of interferes with potentially. I mean, you know, different relationships. You decide what relationship works for you. Um, but potentially, if this is what you feel like they need, and this is not who you are, is it giving of love to allow them to to be out there?
1: That's a good one, good.
4: Well, I, I know the song that says, um, I don't know, sorry, when I was in primary school, there's a song called, mm-hmm. love is something you can give it away. Oh, give it away. Oh, give it away. Love is you know Give it away and it comes right back to you. Like, basically, if you love something, you got to let it go. If it's yours, it will come back to you. If it's not, then it was never meant to be. I like to operate on that standpoint because if I don't operate on that standpoint, then I'm being, then uh, then fear comes into it. And then what I fear the most always happens. So to answer your question, I feel like don't don't even worry about what's going on in the streets. If that's what they want to do, let them do them. Yes. If they come back and you still want them, then that's okay. But if you don't want
1: them, then that's fine too. That's when you bow out. (laughs)
4: That's that's my. own know, and
1: and uh, I hate to bring it down to like complete science, but it truly is because we there's a principle that drives us, you know, and uh, you. If if you if somebody been out on the street, it really truly depends on if it's a man or a woman. And I know some people are going to be like, what do you mean? It's 2019? The truth is that we're in a society that uh, still feels that way. Or at least they act that way. You know, if, a, if a, So I'm going to say it a little bit differently. If a man is out there on the street, uh, depending on how you're raised to yourself and you feel like that's a deal breaker for you, the only thing I ask you again is to say I, I, I can't tolerate that just use your words you know because if you bottle that in over time it's gonna become more of an emotion is to you're gonna build lives you're gonna have babies in the middle of it and it's gonna be more complicated over time so it's best to say I, I'm not okay with you being out without nagging about it now you can nag about it or you could say it out. Uh, Do you, but I'm not okay with it. So if three months later, he's still doing it. I I'm not okay with it. I'm out. You know, uh, if they care enough, they will step their game up. Now, she mentioned let go. Part of love is letting go. Okay? It's a big part of relationships and marriage. People, let go is, uh, is kind of like mixed all in patience a little bit. Um that means you have to patient that means sometimes you will feel like you should say something emotionally you know like outrage you know like like fight about it you know but it's very important to let go a lot, not just in somebody hanging out there you know just even ordinary toothpaste you know uh you know things like that, much less something that big you know so if somebody is hanging out there out in the street or uh, um self-respect will come in at that point say I respect myself enough to let this person know that I'm not okay with this I also respect myself enough to not bottle it in I need to say it out you know and then some people may say may want to misquote me and say I self self sustainability you should be okay by yourself well she's okay by herself at her mother's house at her father's house (laughs) you know it's okay to because again When I gave GPS, when we give GPS, we didn't say love the person. We didn't. No, we said self. Period. (laughs) You know, and that self means period, and that and that means whoever is choosing to love you must understand that there there will be some need, and that need is not required off of you. It's just that I may be out, if it's not feel it. I will find it another way or the other, and sometimes things will work itself out where. The person step up to the table, I'm out. You actually move on with your life. The truth is that there's going to be some people that will have a hard time changing behave, certain behaviors, and it's, and it's possible. But for the most part, I'm saying this with my hands on my chest, for the most part, if you guys were ever in love and you got married, somebody does not want to lose you. Mm. Okay? Somebody does not want to. However, that could get mixed up in patience. If you're not patient enough, you could actually push that person even further away. But using your words, in love, the tone that you express, your words matters because it's the feelings that actually matter. The, the, like what you say physically doesn't matter. It's the after effect feeling that it leaves on people that matters. So you will hear people call you out on being condescending. you help hear people call you out or you call each other out. That, that's a lie because the experience they had from a mental standpoint was different and they keep going back and forth. That's a lie, you're a liar, you're And then obviously, if you call somebody a liar, what feelings does it leave in that person, right? And that's where people get to a point where they can't come back from it because they've labeled each other, they called each other names they don't mean, and stuff like that. But if somebody will be patient enough, I don't know who it's gonna be, it depends on the personalities, right? One of them, all they need to do is be patient long enough And then find out what is making this person acting what I consider crazy in this moment in time and be patient with that even from responding to people reacting to people right take 30 seconds before you alter a word you will find out a lot of times after 30 seconds there's no need to say anything but if you go in that one two second defensiveness right you receive everything she says as an attack because mentally, you're also engaged mentally, you engage emotionally. That's why you're receiving everything she says as an attack. But if you calm down and you become a scientist for a second, because we don't want to be psychopaths all the way too because you will lose the in-love experience that you need ultimately, right? But you need some element of being deliberate, intentional. Why is this person saying these words to me? This is a person I'm in love with, in love. Why is she saying words that don't align with that? Mm-hmm. you take that time you'll find out that it's not even about the issues in the moment that they're saying out it's mm-hmm. about other stuff in the past Yay. in the background Yeah, maybe because of resentment you know but you gotta take that time and that's often why counseling may not work for a lot of people you know hmm. but I, I, I heard from you guys um, one of you your podcast episode that it was a boot camp yeah, mm-hmm.
3: yeah.
1: counseling doesn't work it's a waste of money you need Especially when I'm talking marriage in crisis, if you just want to sort some kind of conversation out, whatever, I guess that's cute. You can spend $200 on that. But if you guys are already in crisis, I mean, somebody already shut down. It didn't work for us. It's going to take more than one session of $200. Mm -hmm. It's going to take 90 days. It's funny that you mentioned arguments. Here's my take on argument. And I think we got into this a little bit last time I saw you guys at Mm Kunle. A man who understands a woman does not argue with a woman, period. Period, okay? Um, A woman who understands what arguments do also avoids arguments. And I say that specifically because arguments will happen. The idea of it is, I didn't say that to say arguments will not happen. I'm telling you, it will happen. But if you have that knowledge at the back of your mind, it kind of like devalues the the negative effect of arguments, you know? The point of argument is, here's my point. You notice every time you want to argue, you say, here's my point. Mm -hmm. The point is that you need somebody to validate your point, okay? And you, you don't need anyone to validate you, especially a man should not be showing up, needing validation all the time from the woman, okay? There's multiple stages that you travel through in the process of argument that you continue to devalue yourself more and more the more you do that. Yeah. That's why you see you escalate, 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 and she get to a point and she says, "If you have a wife who gets to a point and she lets you have your way, it's terrible. It's the only a matter of time you're heading for divorce." Period. Okay. Now, for all of us, even professionals,
2: <laughs> explain that. Why is it that
1: if she lets you have your way, you're heading for divorce? Period. Because she didn't let you have your way. She's just lost a little bit of respect for you. That's all. Yeah. For every time that happens okay it's not one time there's no one event that causes divorce it's it's a build up over time okay so but in particular I'm talking about toxic toxic effect of arguing at that level you can have a debate you can have discussions you can have gossip with your wife obviously you can disagree on things you know but when you have it at the back of your mind that Argument in general, if you read a book called um, How to Win Friends and Influence by Dale Carnegie, it's all such an argument. It's not even about marriage. It's about period. Okay? Argument does not serve anybody. Period. Okay? So, but the point of that is because, again, we're going to do it. So, you have to disarm it before it harms your marriage, basically. So, are you... If, now, this it's, it's more of an art than it's a science, okay? So you may say, I don't want to argue with my wife. Because of that, you're dismissive. You're dismissing her every time she has a different agree, agreement. Now you're putting a different type of feeling on her. She feels like you're dismissing her. So again, it's the feelings that's ultimately causing trouble, right? No. So you got to find a healthy balance there where you know that um, infinitely, patiently waiting for her to finish her point. You gotta wait. As a man, you have to wait. Let her finish. Here's something about women. Women are very, very smart. They will catch you that you are infinitely waiting and they will look at that initially as a little bit being condescending and they can tell that your behavior changed. When they can tell that your behavior changed, that will increase attraction, period, okay? Because when somebody wonders, what you're thinking about, it increases attraction when they already can predict you that he's gonna have his way anyway, right? Which is why it takes time before it has a negative effect on you on your marriage, right? Sorry about that. <laughs> that, that you know, they could they could when once there's a sudden change in your behavior in terms of argument, I'm saying this because everyone does it, everyone is guilty of this, right. When they can tell that there's been a change, that will increase attraction because she's feeling like, uh, even initially, because, again, you're being dismissive. She's like, why are you not saying something? Oh, now you don't have anything to say. And, you know, all of that. The fact, all of that is, there's a tussle, you know, of of going on. But she's wondering what you're thinking. But when you get to a stage where every time you argue, she gets to a point where she's going to have this way anyway. Okay? Most men are guilty of (laughs) this. Okay? When, and I was there because I'm the one who expressed my feeling, no, you're wrong. And then you get to a point where what she said to you, she will bring in other issues from like five, six years ago into it, right? <laughs> and then that doesn't make sense to, to me.
4: Throws you up.
1: And, you know, I was patient at first to just let that go, but eventually like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, that doesn't make any sense. She's now building that on top of your additional problems, right? Resentment. At eventually, she will get to a place she's the one that's shutting off, and I felt I thought that she was getting it, but it was just resentment that was building. You see what I'm saying? So here, argument is. You know, I see a lot of articles on how to argue. There's no way to argue than to avoid arguments. When you avoid argument, don't be dismissive about it. Just be patiently listening to that other person's point. If you're a man listening to a woman. Typically, not always, typically, if you're a man listening to a woman, she's probably bringing some emotions. Like, for example, she could say, you know, this is a real life example. Why did she call you at 11 o'clock p.m. at night? You know,
4: well, that was uh, actually a real issue, right?
1: She wait, let me finish, right? She could (laughs) say, (laughs) I'm
4: calling you at 11 o'clock. Okay,
0: yes. so I'll do my next story. You so will, you will, sense. but I don't want to lose the train but, of the right?
1: that's a good question. Why is she
0: calling you at eleven o'clock?
1: <laughs> good question. But you're, but you're busy. You're busy arguing that, um, she called at eleven. That's not your. See, so here's. Let me give you this. Is, this is a sweet one, by the way. You're gonna be like, I didn't call me. She called me. Why am I gonna take the blame for that? Why are you asking <laughs> me that question? I don't know. That's another adult yeah why am i the one addressing that right well that's not what she's saying it wasn't about the 11 o'clock there are Mm -hmm. other issues at play Mm -hmm. and if you're very quick to be defensive about that then you're going to go into argument right and then you'll be arguing about things that you're not really talking about Mm -hmm. so that particular story is essentially somebody who have rubbed that off the wrong way in the past Mm -mm 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 -mm. she will not tell me and tell me that's what that is She's just stuck on 11. But I'm also, because I wasn't intelligent enough to see that emotionally, uh, I, I dive into like, I don't, I can't tell other adults how to behave. She called mm-hmm. me, you know. I'm saying, even if I didn't pick up, it still started an argument. Mm-hmm.
4: So can I tell the story? Okay, she wants to tell Um, the story. Yes, go ahead, Lola. Okay, (laughs) this is the story because um, I have to tell the story. It makes more sense. So this particular person knows me and knows Ola, and I go to their church. But this person would say hello to him and just completely ignore me. Okay. Well, clearly, Olai is not saying hello. Oh, not saying, well, hello saying hello back. But then he's telling me that's okay. She's just spoiled. She doesn't know the right thing to do. Why are
1: you worry about that?
4: Okay, so <laughs> we got married, and this person felt the need to be calling him at eleven o'clock in my house, and I'm like, why is this person so disrespectful? Why are you not telling this person, this person is disrespectful, and then they feel the need that it's okay to continue the behavior? Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? I'm not saying, oh, so she rubbed me off by not even knowing to say, when you see, if I have a friend that is saying hello to me, I don't say hello to my spouse, so that's a good way to reintroduce my husband and say, you, have you met my husband? This is all, this is, you know, whatever. so you can look stupid, like you're not saying hello to my spouse. Mm-hmm. but if you don't do that, I don't know, the way I feel is that like you're tolerating disrespect for your spouse. You're right, you can't control another human being, but you can put a, a stop to a little bit of disrespect. Yeah. That person, if they're a human being, they'll know that, oh, oh my God, I can't be doing that. That's wrong.
1: Right. But if I don't
4: say anything, it continues. So, right. so yes. now,
1: now, with that being said, right, uh, remember that we're talking about not when she didn't say hello. Remember, we're talking about just some random call that came in. When the
0: call came in, yeah. That hello. I didn't necessarily pick up. Yeah. yeah, but you also didn't pick up on the fact that she said hi to you and not your wife. So you should have picked up at that's that That's
1: all. In the, as far as men are concerned, for the most part. Don't say don't so. You're not thinking about something that happened three, four months ago. You're okay. thinking about... No, no,
4: no. It's consistent. It's not one time. Consistent. No, no, no. Wait,
1: wait. I'm talking about that one event, right? We're oh, talking wow. about no, no, no. I'm talking about the one event of the call came in. Oh, particularly the, the, I had a bad habit initially where I would just be like, that, if I didn't introduce you, it didn't matter. That person didn't matter. That's that was my excuse at the time. Now I know, uh, you know, after a few years, I know better that that's that's not what she's saying. She's mm-hmm. saying, I feel left out. Never mind what that person just introduce me if I'm standing right next to you. Yeah. Granted, that's something that I had to learn, you know. Mm-hmm. But now, like literally, we're in the marriage month later or years later. A call came in, and I'm I'm in the middle of an argument. That the words that are coming out is not the real argument.
3: Mm-hmm. The words
1: that are coming out is 11 p.m. A call at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. But the real issue is that person.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Because there are other people that would call like at eleven that. p.m. My wife right. is not uptight like that.
4: Right. It doesn't right, matter. Right.
3: <laughs> so <laughs> so you're, I think- you're fighting
1: battles that you don't know that that's what you're fighting. Arguments are major in terms of what creates um uh, uh, a marriage that like infidelity is the least of the issue. Finances is the least of you. From a physical standpoint, yes, it now looks that way. But the underlying reason why we had issues.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: In our finances is because we're not on the same page yes the underlining reasons why somebody would go and uh, cheat on you is because they are a cheater in that moment yes they are a cheater Mm -hmm. and they should take responsibility for that but there's a very good chance that that's not your main issue in that marriage Mm -hmm. there's a very good chance and people that will get to a point where they will cheat on you because cheating is not just physical a lot of people start emotionally before it happens physically right uh, sometimes you cheat on your spouse by you, what you spend your time on by staying late at work by not paying attention to them there's also deeper deeper meanings of that right is because they're not enjoying they, they don't feel the value in hanging out with you value is not something that's very deliberate right you have to kind of reverse engineer all of this okay so it's not like you mentioned earlier you're feeling somehow, you don't even know that's what you're feeling. You're feeling underappreciated, you don't even know that's what you're feeling. Because it's you. Even if you're a, a therapist with PhD in this topic, right? You don't even know what you're feeling. So a lot of times, the best way to find out is patience. Let's oh. time to anything that's worthwhile in life. We take time. Right. So that includes our conversations. You got, if somebody, something is bothering her, it's, I'm still a work in progress. I got to let her finish, okay? But for a man, being the dominating masculine energy in my relationship, that responsibility lies more on my end because it's a feminine energy to want to talk, 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 and express myself. That's a feminine energy. And you have to know that. You have to know it's not about you. When somebody is saying something at you and it feels offensive, it's more of how they perceive life. It's not really about you, for the most part. It's how they've observed what is going on. And if you go there and you say, that's not what happened. That's, again, you're needing her to validate you, which there's nothing wrong. You just got to find a balance, right? You need her to validate your point. You, and if she doesn't validate that, you can't move forward. That's why you get stuck in that continuous cycle of argument. But well, my point is, no, no, but you're missing the point. No, the point is, you stop the conversation. You know that conventional knowledge that don't go to bed argued and not sleep? Wrong. Let people go sleep sometimes. Let them go and sleep. Because naturally, when time passes and they sleep, when they wake up in the morning, they are back to their center. They're centered back. They are open to receiving you more. But you're going to force it down their throat? You ever seen a baby you try to force food down their throat? Like, like, it's it's ridiculous you know it's a ridiculous idea if you really put it into con- if you really uh focus on the on the context you know there there's a bigger context but than just our argument in that moment in time yeah. for that very reason you guys have to uh each like each other in a relationship have to make it an effort to let's avoid argument let's debate so when me and my wife argue Is one of the weirdest things because I'm waiting for her to get her thoughts out. She's waiting for me too. And yes, we do get to that tip where it's negative sometimes, right? But we know it. Not only that, we know it theoretically speaking that nothing good is going to come out of this, period. Mm -hmm. Not from this moment. You know, so that's...
0: Yeah. I do want to, one thing though before you could there was another question you had Mac which is the difference between love and in love so I wanted us
1: to get to it so so love love and in love they're completely two different things there's tons of books on that they're just different you know in love is a high it's cocaine like you snuff something Mm. you don't know what you don't know you just high off of that person you know and it varies some people say two years some people say one year I've seen people last only one month Mm. (laughs) before it busted you know but, um, but uh, I think it can also translate into uh, love yeah. because you can remember that moment when you guys were in love and then reverse engineer that back into your relationship because you will need that. Like I'm in love with my wife, but I'm very deliberate about that. But it also helps me to be able to remember when I was in love with her when it wasn't deliberate because I know what that felt like. And my goal is to maintain that. You know, so if she's bickering or she's arguing about something or it's negative energy a little bit, I know what my goal is. My goal is to be in that space where we're in love, where we are agreeing, you know, and uh, so it's, it creates this ups and downs, but anything that's worthwhile in life, like stock market, like real estate, like anything business, it's kind of ups and down too. So mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with a little deep. The deeps are designed to help you appreciate the highs, you know,
3: because
1: mm-hmm. if you just go straight like that, we're humans. We will start taking each other for granted. you get complacent. It's just the way these things work. Mm-hmm. So we have these deeps so we can have the highs. But the in love and the loving deliberately, uh, some people can define, I've seen books define it differently. Some people say loving is in love on steroids. It's like, okay, maybe, maybe not. But when you're deliberate about in love with that person, right? When you're deliberate about, I'm gonna love you unconditionally, even if that means no romantic stuff, right? Like we were in a space, just before we got back together, right? We were in a space where I was ready to love her to death. I even told her, I said, whoever is gonna be with you will be jealous as hell because they will never be able to catch up to the kind of love I will love you without the romantic stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because of multiple reasons, my children, I know this woman. I will always continue to protect her. We will always be family, right? But most people that break up marriage end up with very toxic energy that honestly will affect them themselves too. If you carry that kind of energy around in life, it's just it's just lower quality of life. Mm-hmm. So my answer to that is love in love. There are elements that may be subset of each other one way or the other, but obviously we want to be in love forever. So I don't want to ever... Uh, be the person to kick that to the curb. Like, never mind the in-love stuff. No, you should mind the in-love stuff. We're saying be deliberate about it. Understand there are principles that made that happen. When you met that person and you got in love with them it's because you don't know them, it's because there's, uh, it feels like a limited supply of that person, like they will not be here tomorrow. You did everything in your power to make them happy. You dressed up really nicely every day. You smell mm-hmm. good every day when you're about to go meet them, right? Because you value them. That's that in love. That's what in love makes you do. But when you deliberate about it, when you say this is my wife, but I'm not going to take her for granted. I'm going to smell nice. I'm going to uh, sometimes jump in, which I do once in a while now. When... There was a point I got to. I wash, you know, clean the dishes and stuff to make sure she's happy. Once we got doing again, love
4: language. I kind of, language. <laughs> washing dishes is your love language. Oh, After service. service is my love language. If you care about me, you do things. Don't give me gifts. Just do. You know what I like? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mm-hmm. Help me out.
1: Yeah. Right. So the flowers, the stuff it's not. I don't care uh, about. She doesn't those care things. about that. Just that you make her life a little bit easier. Mm. but so so in love love i think they're a subset of each other obviously when you're in marriage you want the in love but don't be attached to like we get we have the power to attach the meanings we want to words
3: um
1: so i say that because uh in love love whatever that means just go back to that feeling i like to go back into context how did you feel like when you met this person that feeling the goal is to keep that in your life forever right that's it and if you can do that then you're always in love and people will even tell you that because they can see the energy all over you but it's because you guys worked it's because you work you put the work in to learn how to love each other uh, for for marriage i want to add this marriage is an institution you know there are principles that guides it you know and we have to be deliberate about any kind of institution. You have to have things in place, structure in place. You can't just be off the handle like you were early when you got together. When it was just we sleep on each other, show that everybody's happy and it's just like that. Well, eventually, just like any country, any business, there's gonna be something called a slippage. A slippage in growth. Like if you see a growth, a growing line of a business like this, right? You may say, this is scalable, let's throw some money at it. Uh, Wrong, slow down. You're gonna get to a point. The same inputs that you're putting into it will lose its effect, right? Because of so many factors, environmental factors. Could be weather, it could be um, global warming, it could be anything that could happen, right? Uh, It could be because of uh, somebody's grandmother (laughs) that woke up from Mm -hmm. way before, like curses that they're carrying along from their grandmother, great grandmother, and it's just now showing. Five years into your marriage,
3: Where there's is. so
1: many factors that will cause ages That's another reason why expectations can be a deadly thing in a marriage. Because mm-hmm. if somebody shows up weak like that, yeah. you want to be there to. He lost me with the curses. <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Yeah. the curses. the curses. <laughs>
0: other curses.
1: Generational curses. Generational curses and stuff like that. You want to be there to again listen.
0: Yeah.
1: Try so to see if you can understand because you know that they're not crazy. They're acting crazy based on your observation, but they're not crazy. It must be something behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be overreacting, well, your overreaction is also a generational course that you learn from your parents, and the mix of that is not going to be good. It's very important that I say that everything that we we'll say is from a, it's probably more from a marriage in crisis standpoint. If you feel like you're losing a person, right? And you don't want to lose that person. As a human being, chances are that means somebody is low on attraction on the other end, right? You're probably low too, but you have a false sense of you're more attracted, right? Because that's not the person you want to, but because you're you know, rejection breeds obsession, you're being rejected, so you're obsessed, you will automatically be obsessed with the idea of getting that person back okay if you're not feeling that that's when you say I'm gonna go back to the original example you gave earlier on the person that had a need of just being out here on the streets right mm-hmm. that's because that person uh, that person is a little bit lower on attraction than their wife and they feel that that's a need your need hey, wait, hold on, hold on. let me make mm-hmm.
2: clear before you continue mm-hmm. you're saying they're lower in attraction meaning
1: they they are not attractive no, but not that type, not, not attractive look, mm-hmm. but attraction is always a play in our marriage. You're always highly attracted or you're lower on attraction. It's about this. There's, there's a, mutual okay. attraction, so, the the attraction for the other person, attraction for the other, per, the person that's higher on attraction is always happy to do more for the other person. They always want to do everything. And so there's a consistent when they're, balance. Between when, they're,
0: when they're content. Is is that what you're saying? When they're content,
1: they are they remember their needs more. Their need that doesn't necessarily satisfy the other person, right? They're more outspoken about that. And we suggest that you should always be more outspoken about what you consider a need. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you need to sleep downstairs in the basement every day for you to feel like ah, you're not choking out, right? express that even when you're in love with your wife you know mm-hmm. like ah, i just need my own space little time but it's very hard everything i say is easier said than done mm-hmm. right it's very hard to say that because naturally it's easy to to say no no no, i just i, I, I need to go out every weekend it's either gonna work or like or it's not gonna work right that's because they are saying that because they are taking the other person for granted mm-hmm. They will, not like the need will disappear if it's in fact a real need, but it, it, it will appear like it disappeared if they lost that person I didn't want to lose that person. Okay? If, for example, if you come home, your wife is out of the house, she packed out, which happened to me, <laughs> right? If you come home and then, and then she's not there anymore, whatever needs you had that you thought it was just my true needs, you define it as true, right? Mm-hmm. Will disappear. If you care for that person, if that person was a, a thong, right? And I mean, a thorn baby, th- 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 thorn, yeah, because I, I, I thought you were like um,
3: underwear, underwear. Yeah, I yeah, th- you know, on
1: uh, yeah, I meant thorn baby.
0: Yeah. Thong, if it's I'm all of it, it is crack. in your crack, like
1: that is kind of, that is kind of bothering. If that person was <laughs> a pain in the ass, let me say that properly, right? A pain in the ass, that's that's a thong if that person was a pain in the ass and you came home and they're not there anymore right you're you're happy Uh but there's a good chance that won't happen to you because if there was if there were a pain in the ass right they are probably you guys are probably stuck in a limbo and you don't understand you probably want to be away from the house too because you are the one feeling like they're a pain in the house so from a standpoint of marriage in crisis Whoever is the person that's complaining that I have a marriage in crisis, whichever one of the two is raising up their hand and say, you know what? I admit, I have a bad situation. Then the next question is, do you want your marriage to work? And if you say yes, all right, you got to do the work all by yourself. All by yourself. You got to do 80% of the work that's going to put this back in a space where you can now, that person is now attracted back to you a little bit and you can now say, okay, let's work on this together mm-hmm. But there's an 80% there because if you go prematurely before that 80%, I'm just throwing that number, but you you get the point, right? As in like majority of that work to attract them back to a level of six, seven, whereas when you guys are in love at nine, right? They're already shut off. They are at four, five. They're already dead. Basically, they feel like they're stuck, right? Mm-hmm. If you can get them up to a seven where they're looking at you funny because they are getting attracted, They're seeing that change behavior. You stop apologizing because apologizing is worse. It makes people feel like you're manipulating, right? But they see the behavior. They see that you don't need validation to change your behavior because you will see a lot of men will say, but I've changed. And then it's working against them, right? Because you're using your words as opposed to your action in that sense. It's the actions. Once she gets to a place where she sees that action and she now say, yes, we could work On this, Mm -hmm. then you guys can do the teamwork thing. Teamwork is always better, right? But I'm just saying, if you force teamwork prematurely, it will work against you. You push them away more because if they don't respond enough, if you don't have proper patience for that, if they don't respond enough, you will be defensive too. You will Mm -hmm. feel not validated. You will feel not appreciated. You will feel like. But if you have that infinite patience thing, that means with or without her, I'm going to have a good life. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about. With or without her. I'm gonna have a good life. She can choose that as long as I'm still available. She mentioned that earlier, right? Um, and, you know, I'm my own soulmate. I'm gonna make this work for me, and then we're all gonna be happy on my terms. If somebody is now, if she comes in your face and she wants to be argued, if there's no engagement, there's no argument, you know, because you don't need that validation. But I say all that validation stuff from a standpoint of marriage in crisis. You you need to get to a place where you don't need her to validate whatever moves you're making. Once you say we need to uh, agree, we need to work together, you're needing validation, and you might as well just kiss it goodbye. Because the way we work, you're going to push that person that's already shut down, you're just going to push them more further and further away. Agreed. I want to... Okay, I she wants to say. answer the in love uh, okay, no.
4: i just wanted to give my own example of the in love because me i can relate more to real life stories than the you know the
1: technical stuff, technical
4: stuff. Yeah. so according to me when we were dating that was my in love moment because he did things for me i won't even have to ask it was the sweetest it was nice yeah. just like most people i guess that's the way it is but the minute we got married it became complacent in a way that I was like, wait, does this person even love me? And switch. That's the typical bait and switch from a man. <laughs> yes! It was like, I was like, what? What's going on here? So, and me, because I'm not the outspoken, now I'm learning to be outspoken. If I, I use my words now, I never used to use my words. So I was holding it in and I was building resentment. Mm. So, and everything just piles on top of each other. And then you have arguments from uh, nothing to do with us, maybe third parties. And then we'll argue and argue and argue and argue. And and it would throw like ego words like, don't talk to me like that. I'll pay the bills around here. I'm like, wait, what? That's Mm -hmm. what a man is supposed to do. Like me to now give him a low jab. Mm -hmm. That's the part where, you know, the in love experience ended for me. Now, after we, we went through the fact that we tried to get a divorce and everything, and then we started working on each other, on, on ourselves, and we started being deliberate. Like now, if he's going to argue with me, I'll remind him. And that kind of shuts up. If I'm going to argue with him, he reminds me. And then we remember we're on the same team, and we want the same things. That's where the the deliberate action is. Yeah. The
1: love, I love you, I want us that's, to work that's out. That's now, you're inputting love into the situation as opposed to being an output. In love is an output. You don't even know each other enough. It's just mm. naturally you're doing what, in a
0: space. Yeah. what
1: you do because you're attracted to that person. You right. are high off of it. But you got to get to a point where it's an input because whatever you put in, I always say to men, if you, whatever you give a a woman, she will multiply it for you. Mm -hmm. You want to give her hell? She will multiply that too for you, you know.
0: (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) Women women know how to throw hell.
2: (laughs) So, this this is great. Um, There are two questions that I have that were based on one of them is the question, I mean, the uh, the point you just made, Lola, and then one was a point that you, you weren't making it, but it was part of um, the point you were making, but- um, Can you ask me
3: hard question? It's very confusing.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, let's just start with, um, the, the, you you mentioned this a couple of times, um, you know, deliberate. And so um, I think the reason why, and so it, it's there in, in, in theory and it, it's being said, but I don't know that it's being made clear enough in this sense that, a lot of times people will be like, all right, well, now I've gotten um, the direction. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And so they think that that means it should all work out. And so what I, what I want you to speak to is a deliberate part in how you could still fall back to patterns and you have to remind yourself. And that's what you had just said, you know, I'll remind him and that sort of thing. And so I want you to speak to that because I think that's also something that can um, throw people off. Is that, okay, well, we've been through this, and we, we had this, and we're still having arguments. And so they may be like, all right, well, I guess it's not working. But the idea that it's deliberate is what I want you to uh, speak to.
1: You know, I would be careful with it. Like I said, it's more of a heart than it's a science, right? I would be careful because there are times, because you got to feel on the person you're communicating with or doing stuff to or reacting to you have to be sensitive to that for 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 relationships to work in general. Um, even when it comes to the reminding thing, you know, because it's a back and forth engagement, there are things you can do to control it without necessarily reminding them. Mm-hmm. If you, there are points you get to where reminder becoming it becomes negative, toxic, right? Where oh, but we were told not to do this. Well, <laughs> if you do that enough times, it's going to have a negative effect, right? Mm-hmm. Because again, remember, it's about feelings, right? So if somebody, let's say she's about to start an argument, right, and based on my perception, that's my perception, remember? When she's trying to start an argument, she doesn't think she's doing that. She's just trying to express herself, right? But I see it as, okay, we're going back and forth on this particular topic. It's a clear disagreement on something, right? Um, If I, instead of just reminding her, I say, you know we're not supposed to argue and use those words. I'd rather just listen and just say, okay, I, I see your point.
3: Hmm,
1: you know, yeah.
3: Damn near
1: being um being a psychopath, <laughs> you know, because now I checked out of the whole emotional energy that's about to creep in, you know, and I'm I see where this is gonna end, you know, at that point, point. and then I will hear her out, and then it to become our idea. It's better when it's our idea to avoid the argument than me telling her or reminding her to avoid argument. It's just better, you know. As human beings, there are times that she's reminded me of something, and I hear it in my head. That's that's I, that didn't feel good. I, I didn't like being reminded of for something I teach,
2: <laughs>
3: even though I was guilty of it. I like
1: that. But that's 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 the key point though that I want everybody to understand. Mm. Like you're teaching this, and you still got to work at it yeah I, li- I like to look at it as moment of uh, so good point that you guys brought up I like to look at it as look at those dips the cycles the low. look at them as individuals first look at them as your opportunity to give look at them as good moments to give you know the other person based on your observation you could be wrong you're human too Based on your observation is weaker anytime they are doing things that robs you of the wrong way mm-hmm. look at that as a moment to give when I say give, I don't mean, I would never mean becoming a doormat
3: because
1: that can easily be misconstrued where, or just sit down there and do, and then expect it to come back to you. Well, expectations are wrong. You should give them, you know, if they leave their shoes in the wrong place or leave their, uh, their plates in the wrong place, um, you could help. If that helping is getting too much, you use your words and say, I really appreciate it. if you put this here
3: yes
1: and yes there are moments where when there's no right or wrong way to say I really appreciate she could he or she could still receive it as condescending Mm. but it's okay as long as it's not a nagging situation that can become argument those are actually okay to express yourself you know that she probably doesn't want me me to remind her or him of this but let me just for the sake of the ultimate the bigger picture goal but if you stay there and you nag about that, I told you this. You shouldn't do it. If you do, look at this kind of stuff. Then it's not about the shoes any longer. You're gonna spread negative energy, and then the other person will be defensive because they're still human, regardless if they teach. Actually, in my opinion, if you teach this stuff, it's dangerous. Actually, you're more in a danger zone than the person that don't know that this is the wrong things I'm doing. You're actually more dangerous because you have that tendency to be arrogant about what you think you know
4: well for me anytime I remember that you know after the old situation that we now got each other back together every time I remember that me and Ola we are on the same team what he's saying right now is not is not his intention is not to hurt me that's how I check myself right I don't take the bait but if I don't remember that, my guts come up and then I feel, oh, he's just trying to be wicked. Now I'm going to be- blow the bell to hurt him back. Right. So it's very important for couples to be on the same team. Right. Know right. that you guys are, you know, you want the best for the relationship. Right, right, right. And not engaging to, I don't do arguments typically.
1: But TDJ put that as wicked, the difference between weaknesses And wickedness. And wickedness if you're receiving what that person is doing or or saying as wickedness, it's only natural for you as a human being to defend yourself, protect yourself. Absolutely. Which is reaction. But if you see it as a weakness, it's just your moment to give, to to bring the situation up, edify them. um, Not necessarily by action. Sometimes it's by just being there and listening. Until they say, don't you have something to say about it? I do. I just want to make sure I'm understanding you. You know that I'm Mm -hmm. clear of what you're saying. A lot of uh, tell me more. A lot of what do you mean will help a lot. So if if somebody is saying something and they, in your eyes, they've overreacted, right? Mm -hmm. Um, it could be so many things. The key thing is that you're confused, (laughs) and when you're confused, it's time to learn something new.
0: Thank you so much for being gracious with your time. The yeah. insight, it was great. The content. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is great. You guys would definitely have to come back. We appreciate
1: it and learn. Good, to- good. I think your podcast was much more needed in the marketplace.
0: Oh, wow. Thank
1: yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, I just felt like it's something that's uh, not like I thought of it before I saw it. Mm-hmm. But I was like, wait, this be, Bola's voice belongs on this air. Uh. <laughs> 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 you know, so... So I,
3: appreciate
1: I, I, think, it. I think, I think it's a fit, you know, uh, creativity, uh, being creative. I think that's what you guys were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, entrepreneurship and all that stuff. That's pretty much what I call ourselves creators essentially. Right. Um, but, um, I think, uh, you know, you just, um, uh, I don't know if you guys already have it in mind. You just make sure you keep track of what the, it can change, but what, what would you like the outcome to be as far as monetizing it? Mm-hmm. so you can keep doing it because if you don't monetize it you know life will creep in at some point like because mm. i've been there before the first initial uh channel that we had on youtube i stopped because i couldn't really see it through to it feel like i was wasting time there's no sense mm-hmm. of purpose in it you know yeah. so but i think this this kind of content right here i think there's a lot of people missing a lot of stuff in their lives Mm -hmm. needs to be explained in words, not like the end of the road, but somebody that can, the conversation, just the conversation. Yes. It's absolutely overdue. And there's enough out there of the operas and the stuff. But I Mm. think just like anything else, people value those things less because it's just there. You know, when you get to a place where you want to fix your marriage, all of a sudden it's like all these books came out of the woodworks. Hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. they were always there <laughs>
3: they, were, yeah.
1: they were always there yeah. mm. so, so I I, think um, there's space for that more this time and need where mental health and all that kind of stuff uh, just the conversation keeps you busy just the insights the fact that you can have your disagreements the fact that you can say no I see it this way that's actually the thing that's much more important than the right and the wrongs
0: Right.
1: personally I hate right and wrongs personally, because I think it's based on existing standards for the most part. I think there's nobody that you're going to tell what's right to that don't already know what's right. Mm. (laughs) There's nobody you're going to tell tell what's wrong to that don't already know what's wrong. Mm -hmm. They did it because it felt right in that moment in time. But once you start educating people that there's more than just beyond this moment in time, there are little things you could do today to guarantee later, it's like people looking to get to heaven, but they don't do today. <laughs> don't do like mm-hmm. The heaven is now. If you don't do, if you don't act like today is heaven, you're not gonna make heaven.
3: Okay. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. If if you believe in that,
0: to yeah.
3: Okay.
1: Politically correct. <laughs> no, this is great.
0: This is great. Well, thank awesome, you so much awesome. for joining. Us. Any parting words, Mac? Or
1: yeah, I mean,
2: uh, thank you guys. Uh, definitely very insightful, and uh, appreciate the kind words as well. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're gonna sign off. Thank you guys. Um, thank you. you. So we. Yeah, yeah. It, we we
1: have to do our closing, guys. Okay, <laughs> yeah, closing. Just pause the recording. <laughs> I already I already picked up. Uh, you already stopped it, right? You guys are gonna. We're still recording.
0: No, we're still recording. You can um, stop the recording. No, no, no. We We're didn't. Gonna do We're going to do a closing. So, thanks everyone oh, okay, for listening.
1: Yes, Just keep us posted. Yeah.
0: Okay. Alright. <laughs> right. See ya. Um, yeah. Okay. Have a good one. And thanks for listening, guys. Um Some days today day where we encourage you to yeah. your yeah. best life. No, live your life like it's a fucking vacation.
4: Fucking vacation
2: where we encourage you to live your life like it's a fucking vacation.